Hi, my name is Anthony Jr. and I'm so excited that you came to Safety Realm today to get your health and safety information. Please sit back, relax, and get the information you need to promote safety and health in your workplace and even in your homes. And remember, safety is health. Now, let's get into today's segment. What's going on, everybody? Anthony Jr. here, and thank you all for tuning into Safety Round. I am your host, and man, I have to say, coming into this segment, I'm going to be talking about the winter season. And let me tell you from a Texan standpoint here, we are feeling it right now. A lot of people are feeling it. And you're probably saying, what, because it's winter? No, because, you know, in the last three days, all of our temperatures have been under 30 to 32 degrees. So, in other words, we really don't deal with very serious low temperatures. As a matter of fact, we have had temperatures down to the negatives, right? And I mean, this does not happen in Texas. Like this, this is something unheard of. And the wind chill has been in the negatives. And I specifically seen in my phone yesterday that we were at like one, two degrees here. And if you are from Texas, you know that just really doesn't happen here. We may have three months of a cold winter, but it doesn't get under 35 degrees in many cases. And if it does get under 35 degrees or 32 degrees, we usually get to maybe 30 degrees and that's about it. And then we deal with icy roads and then people call off work to avoid from getting injured um, while driving. But yeah, we have been dealing with quite a bit. So I'm going to name a couple of things for you all that we've been dealing with here in Texas, um, especially in the Dallas County area and in the Fort Worth area that we've been dealing with. But I believe everybody that lives in the state of Texas has been affected by these winters, uh, by this winter and by what's been going on. We have been experiencing, again, temperatures as low as, you know, two degrees. We have had accidents occurring due to the icy roads. We've also even had, sadly, some fatalities, and I'm praying for those families that my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would comfort their hearts as they go through these hard times. We've also had people who have been seriously injured due to crashes, falls outside, coming outside, and we've also had busted pipes. I know a couple of people who've already had pipes busted. We also have had electricity failures, and then as of yesterday, I seen live a actual apartment complex that was burnt down. So let me help you understand what that means. That means that if that apartment complex had full occupancy, that means that that's a lot of people that have to find somewhere to stay. We're not talking about like, oh, just, you know, one floor or one small apartment unit. We're, we're talking about a whole building. This building could possibly, just from a glance at what I seen yesterday, this building could have had, I mean, this could have been a building that had at least, eight units in it. And you imagine eight units, at least two to three people per unit. These are people that now have to find um, a place to actually stay. They they have to get on the road and drive in icy road conditions. So we have here in the state of Texas been feeling it. Now, if you are someone who maybe you're from New York, Chicago, or you're from an area where snow is a normal thing for you, uh, extreme cold temperatures is a normal thing for you. 
I just have to say, man, I, I definitely have a lot of respect for you guys and ladies out there because, <laughs> man, this is something else. I, I haven't really dealt with anything like this before. I, I don't even remember my childhood dealing with anything like this, not like this. So as you can see, all of us can be affected by any cold temperatures um, in the winter season. I mean, all of us can be affected by it. And some of the things that have been kind of dangerous for a lot of people that deal with what I've been dealing with um, here in my state and other people around the world is you can have power failures and this could be dangerous. Right. And then you also can have a loss of communication uh, with your communication devices and services. Our Internet was out for like a whole day and a half. Right. Like I, I told my wife, I said, hey, uh, can you cut the Internet on? And we unplugged it because we were like, OK, we don't want to have too many things plugged up. But I told her, I said, hey, can you can you plug that um, router back up? Because we are paying for the Internet. It could be up and, and we're sitting here just not using what we're paying for. And sure enough, it was working and then it cut right back off. So as you can see, again, we have been having power failures. We have been dealing with our Internet coming up, up, then it's off for about an hour or two. And then it comes up and then we've been dealing with the same thing here I know people who have been out of power for two and three days. I mean, it's been that rough. It's been that tough for people. And remember, you got to remember, as I get into this next safety tip, preparation is key. And I, I'm telling you, I don't think a lot of us were prepared because we don't deal with this. So let me tell you the honest truth here. I remember someone I work with telling me that they said this is like last December. Well, they're saying this is going to be one of the... No, this is like last November. Well, they said this is going to be one of the coldest winters ever. I laughed at him. The reason why I laughed at him was because the last four to five years that I've just really been paying attention is like... The news always says that and it usually never gets this bad. So trust me, when they were probably saying it's going to snow, a lot of people were just like, okay, yeah, let's just be prepared not to go to work or let's just go buy food. They probably weren't necessarily thinking about let's get wood so we can have uh, a way to have uh, heat by lighting a fire just in case our electricity cuts off. Like no, nobody. I don't think a lot of people were thinking that. And I'm just I'm kind of laughing because I didn't man. I just didn't think that it was going to be like this. And I'm, I'm laughing because I'm shocking. I'm shocked. Like th the laugh is a shock. It's like, wow, <laughs> I didn't take this serious. And now. I'm sitting here just like as a, as a person, I'm like, this means that next time I need to like actually be a little bit more prepared. I mean, I got the food and stuff. I went out and I purchased a couple of things uh, for the family to make sure that my wife and my daughter had the, nece the necessary things that they need. Right. But firewood, I don't have. <laughs> um, and, you know, some people out there probably live in a home and you may not have a, a major generator. Or anything like that. Maybe they, they didn't think about that. And it's just, man, right now, firewood is sold out. I called Home Depot yesterday and said, hey, I was trying to see if y'all got firewood. Nope, we are sold out. She answered me so quick. So this is just shocking for all of us. And again, preparation, um, again, for the safety tip today is key. You want to be prepared for this, even if it doesn't happen. So you're hearing what I'm telling you, right? This doesn't happen where I live. If you hear that they're saying it's going to get seriously cold this winter and it's 105 outside at the time that they tell you that, 
just get the things that you need so that you can be as comfortable as possible just in case you do have a power failure or just in case your internet does go out or just in case your your, your power is out and you don't have enough heat in the house you know there are a lot of people right now that are having to stay with other people because they have been without electricity for the past two days and it could be every bit of 50 to 40 degrees inside of their home and that's a very difficult situation to be in especially if you're not used to being in an environment with that type of uh situation and as I continue here on my notes, you can usually find information on how to be prepared by, you know, going on the Internet. As a matter of fact, I went on the Internet and where I currently live, the city I live in, they definitely gave the advice on some of the things that you could do. So you can look up um, preparing for winter season. You can just type that in and just get general information on that and it can help save you a lot of time, save you a lot of headache as well. So now let's talk about some tips. What are some tips for the guys and ladies out there like myself, or maybe you're moving to another state or another country and they're saying, hey, we, we deal with very extreme cold weather. We have a lot of snow, our roads ice up. What are some of the things um, that you could do or prepare for, um, pre be prepared to do to help you? Uh, remain safe as well as people that are placed under your care. So I have here from a the, the city of Cedar Hill has given their four P's and the four P's is in regards to safety during the winter season events. And I'm going to give you that this because I believe this is very good and it should be very informational, informational for you all. So the four P's is people pets, pipes, and plants. So let's start with people. Their advice is to stay inside as much as possible. Now let's stop right there. Most of you are probably saying, why would I stay inside as much as possible? I got kids. I got, I, I got friends that want to go outside and throw snowballs at me. And, and, and quite frankly, I want to throw snowballs at them as well. But remember, this is a, a, a safety and health podcast. So let me help you understand why. They're going to tell you here, and I'm going to read it to you. The reason is to help reduce the risk of car crashes, right? Getting out on the road, falls, slippery sidewalks, and roads. So, you know, when you go outside, you know, you, you have to be careful because sometimes you think a certain specific spot is not as slippery or not as icy, and you almost slip and fall. As a matter of fact, I don't know why this guy did this. Yesterday, I went to the Kroger's up the street. It was Kroger's or Albertsons. And I see this guy start, he starts running and I'm coming out of the store with my bags and I'm looking at him like this guy's going to fall. And sure enough, as soon as I thought that this guy slid about a good, about a good foot. And then he started laughing and he was on the phone and he says, oh man, dang, I slipped. I said, yeah, brother, I was about to tell you, you might, you might want to slow down. Right. Because let me tell you, if you slip and fall, especially when you're dealing with icy conditions, when you slip and your leg slips from under you on ice, you better be you better be freaking Spider-Man because trying to catch yourself is definitely not the same like you slipping on 
you know, uh, concrete because you kind of misstepped a little bit or, you know, you slipped on a little bit of water or something like that. It's different when you're on ice. It's it's just different. And when you slip, most of the time you're going to fall on your side and you definitely don't want to fall on your back and hit your head first on the ground because you could pass out or have a concussion. So, yeah, I was I was really kind of worried for this guy yesterday. I was like, oh, and then when that guy almost slipped, I just turned and looked at him like, dang, man, why would you do that? Right. <laughs> like, why would you run? And you obviously see every car in the shopping area is driving slow for a reason. But you but you want to have your Nikes on or your running shoes on and run up in the store right now. That's that's what you you want to get hurt on your way in. That doesn't make sense. Right. So, yeah, I just told him, I was like, yeah, brother, you might want to slow down. He's like, yeah, man, it was black ice right there. I didn't see it, man. I mean, just in that small spot. Yeah. And whether that ice is black or not, ice is ice, my friend. You might want to slow down. So, please, that's why they're saying some people just need to stay inside as much as possible. Because some people, they don't know how to, when it comes to things for their own safety, they don't know how to just stop, right? Like, just like, hey, I get it. You're Superman. You're Superwoman. Chill out be safe. Some people, they just unfortunately don't think like that until they get hurt. Um, and also they also note to also watch out for signs of frostbites and hypothermia. Also, I'm going to be talking about hypothermia on the next segment. So please get ready for that. And then number two, pets. Now, let me tell you, I do not own any pets, but I do have respect for people who do have pets in their home because I know that's extra money out of your pocket I know you have to make sure that these pets are well behaved around your children and also around yourself for your own safety. So just remember, pets do get cold. Okay, they do get cold. They do shiver. I have seen many dogs shiver when the temperatures are like 40, 50 degrees outside. Well, I ain't gonna say 50. I say about 40 degrees. Usually you kind of start seeing them kind of shiver because they just been outside all day and they're cold. So when temperatures are around about 32 degrees, bringing them inside would be probable to help keep them warm. But if you have a well-insulated structure, some type of doghouse or cat house that's insulated, you can also put them in there to help keep them warm. Also, you can give them a, a heater bowl. I mean, a heater bowl so that when you put the water on the inside of the bowl, the water is is it's warm enough or. It's not getting solid due to the cold weather conditions outside. So in most cases, most people are bringing their dogs if they're outside dogs or cats that are. Well, most of the time, cats are not really outside. People usually keep cats inside. But most people bring their pets if they do have any in their backyards in a garage. And then they kind of just deal with cleaning up as they go for that specific uh, pet or animal at that time. Now, what are some of the signs that um, will tell you like, hey, something's wrong with my pet? Um, they're, they're a little too cold. How can you sense those signs? Or how can you tell those signs? Uh, the first one is trembling. Remember, that was one of the first ones I talked about. Dogs and other pets that you do have do get cold. Unfortunately, we live in a world where people are like, well, outside is their natural environment. Yeah, but at the same time, you have to remember they're not necessarily in their natural environment as much, especially if you have them in your backyard. So, if they get cold, bring them inside or put them again in some type of well-insulated structure. Um, sleepiness uh, when they're when when they're when you see them kind of jittery and they they just seem like uh, they're just not really 
up to just really move around much. Um, you know, that usually is a sign of sleepiness, um, slow breathing, mobility issues, dry skin, numbness and illness. If they're getting sick or you're starting to know, again, I am not, uh, um, a pet person very much. So this information that I'm giving you all, I'm just reading it verbatim <laughs> because I would not be able to tell if a dog or a cat was sick unless they just started vomiting. There's no really other way for me to really know uh, other than that. I mean, yeah, here being cold, trembling, I can see that. Uh, slow breathing would be kind of hard for me again, because I'm, I'm not really a person that grew up around a lot of pets. So I'm going to continue to the, continue to the next P and that is pipes. So they say cover exposed pipes and faucets, cover them up, run water at the trickle level to help prevent your pipes from freezing and then open kitchen and bathroom cabinet doors to allow warm air temperature to circulate around the plumbing. And that will also help keep the plumbing in your home or in your apartment from freezing. And then also keep your garage doors closed if you have water lines in the garage. Remember, every home is built different, especially when you're talking about all around the world. You have different uh, cultures, different countries, different states. They just within those countries, they just do things differently. So you want to know the structure of your home and you want to know these tips to help, uh, you know, eliminate pipes that are busted. Remember, again, I've already known people Right now, about four people who have said, hey, man, our pipes have busted. We got water everywhere. And it's just really been a hassle for them. And then the last P is for plants. Now, this is one, if I'm being honest with you guys and ladies out there, I I just really, I got to say this, man. I'm just really disappointed in myself. So I have a pineapple plant um, that I have been trying to grow pineapples on. Uh, and, and let me say, I looked the other day with the snow and it was just covered in snow. And as I say that, I'm like, is it over? Like, or is the, is the roots of the plant preserved right now inside of the, the soil or I don't know, you know? So I wish that I would have read up on this before. Again, we're talking about preparation uh, for the safety of my pineapple plant. If I would have known this, I would have covered it up or I would have figured something out or brought it inside. And, uh, yeah, I just did not do that. I was not prepared. So here we go with plants. Either cover your plants to keep them warm at night or bring them inside so they can flourish. That's their advice. And when I read that, I said, oh, my gosh. I was like, it hit me. I said, I wonder how my plant is feeling if it has feelings like. I just really feel that I've just done a disservice to that plant outside right now. Uh, so yeah, that's the four P's you guys and ladies out there. Um, man, I, I got to tell you with that plan, I'm just sitting here like, man, I really do want pineapples to grow. So hopefully it's just frozen. And and when it, when the warm temperatures come back, uh, it'll start to flourish again. But, uh, yeah, those are the tips, um, due to the winter season that, you know, that I'm experiencing and other people around me, friends, family members, and loved ones, that are experiencing, you know, just a different type of winter this season. And for those of you out there, again, who are used to this, man, I salute you. Uh, definitely reach out to me and let me know what you guys think 
I, I really want to hear from you guys when it comes to the winter season, because of what I'm experiencing, it's just very odd to have temperatures as low as two degrees and getting in the negatives here in Texas. I would really want to hear from you guys and ladies out there. What are some of the things that you do during the winter seasons uh, in your area that helps you be as comfortable as possible? Do you all have a different type of insulation on the structures of your homes or apartments, depending on where you stay? Do they insulate a particular type of piping or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very curious because I just don't think that um, I really have enough knowledge to know, you know, because, again, I live in Texas. I don't really know much about getting negative degree weather much or even getting under 25 degrees. I just really wonder what are some of the things that you guys and ladies out there are actually doing that helps you be able to be successful in these very harsh winter seasons. So I would love for you all to reach out to me and let me know. And with that being said, remember, safety is health. And remember, you can call in. That's why I'm telling you all to call in. Please call in. All you have to do is in the actual description of this segment, there is a actual link or a copy paste link where you can copy and paste it. Or if you're on Spotify or any other platform, you can click the message button. Again, that's the message button. And you can begin to record Stop the recording and send it to me and I will share your recording here on the podcast and I will shout you out. So please communicate with me and I would love to hear from you all. Well, God bless you all. Stay safe. Be careful. And remember, safety is health. Much love. Peace.